I want to be your real estate resource. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Your Real Estate Resource, a show dedicated entirely to the subject of real estate. I'm your host, Steve Ravithis, and we are lucky enough to have with us today Jeremy Sawyer from All Exteriors. Uh, All Exteriors is a uh, roofing contracting company that is GAF certified weather stopping roofing contractor. They are a Carlisle authorized installer and a Firestone authorized installer. So welcome to the show. Thank you. How about just a little bit of history for our listeners uh, of All Exteriors, how you guys uh, got started? Uh, we've been in business for about six and a half years now. Uh, we started off doing roofing, siding, windows, doors, some snow plowing. Um, we're more predominantly a roofing contractor at this point, but uh, we, you know, we've been doing good, uh, doing a lot of roofing. Awesome, awesome. And uh, do you use subs, or you have all your own people? How, how does that work? No, I have all my own employees. Okay. I found, you know, previously that uh, subcontracting out work, you lose quality control, and quality is my main concern. All right. That's what we like to hear. Um, and then what about insurance that, that you guys would need, obviously, being up on these roofs? I'm assuming you guys are insured. and, and... Oh, we're fully insured. We okay. carry uh, workman's comp, liability, vehicle insurance. We're covered end to end. Okay. Um, and so why don't we talk about, you know, when somebody needs to replace their roof, what does that mean? Can you, you know, one of the common things uh, that, that you hear is, can I just put shingles over the, the shingles that I got? And how would you answer that question? We don't generally recommend going over shingles. Um, back in the day with the old three tab style roofs, you could go over and the codes back then were different. You could put multiple layers on your roof and that was allowed. Um, now between the fact of the weight issues and the fact that the architectural style shingles are, you know, are thicker, they don't lay down one over the other as well. Not to mention the fact that just the sheer fact of you want to find out what your problems were and, you know, fix them before you actually put a new roof on that's supposed to last you a lifetime. Okay. So, so not recommending going over and are you still doing three tab installation or is pretty much everything you do at this point architectural? Pretty much everything's architectural at this point. Yeah. But is that by choice? That's what you recommend? They're what, what? kind of phasing out the three tabs. They're, okay. you know, they're not as popular. The warranties aren't as great. Okay. You know, some people like the, the look of them, so they'll ask for them. All right. But overall, they're actually more expensive to install this day than an architectural shingle. Um, so somebody needs a new roof, you guys are going to go and, and try and get down to the plywood. Yes. Right. Uh, you got a plywood issue. How do you guys address it? Uh, we'll repair anything that's uh, questionable, dry rot issues, water staining issues before we'll put the new roof on, um, you know, an old style roof that might've had wood shakes or something with the gaps in the decking. We would have to reply with the roof because okay. you can't uh, install new shingles over any gaps. Uh, greater than a half inch. Okay. So in that case, we would reply with the whole roof, but we generally know that going in by looking in the attic ahead of time to see what we're looking at and what we're up against before we get going. Okay. Any rafter concerns that could come up? Are you guys going to repair that as well? Um, on on occasion with tree damage and things like that, you'll have to uh, sister up or replace a rafter just okay. for a sagging issue. But we don't generally do a lot of structural work. So if it, if it's something more serious than one here and there. We don't generally get into that. Okay. We'll refer them to someone that does more of the framing and structural work. Um, and then being up in, you know, in the attic, taking a look at it, what about insulation concerns that might come up? How do you guys handle that? Uh, a lot of times with the insulation, we do check to see if they you know, have proper insulation and ventilation. Uh, this day and age with the energy audit companies out there you know, through the MassSave program, they're more cost-effective and thorough. You know, they're trained to do that kind of stuff. So we've pretty much gotten away from that completely just because that's their specialty. Yep. And we've learned, you know, we stick to what we're good at and they let, do the same. Let them beautiful. 
Um, so let's talk a little bit about the, the parts of the roof, right? Um, and there's a lot of different options that people have, yes. right? So let's talk, somebody says, hey, uh, Jeremy, come on over, take a look at my roof. I know I need a new one. What are some of the questions that you're going to ask them and some of the selections that they're going to have to make? Um, some of the stuff is pretty standard because of the codes, Okay, you know, ice and water barrier is not an option. Okay. You know, the mass code states, you have to be two feet past the interior wall. So, you know, that's something that is pretty standard. Let me just stop you there. What is an ice and water shield? How does it work? And, and why do we need them now? It's basically a self-adhered like rubberized membrane okay. that goes down and the nails will actually reseal themselves as you nail the shingles on. It gives you that extra protection for ice dam issues and things like that. All right. To make sure that you don't have water backing up at your eaves. All right. So at the eave, which is the at the end of the roof, right? Yep. Closest to the gutter. Um, you're going to put this ice and water shield. And you said you're going to lay it two feet up from the interior uh, wall. Is that? Yes. So, right. Depending so if I've on got the... a two foot overhang or something. Right. And then so I'm going to have to go up four or five feet on an ice and water. Right. Okay. Generally, depending on the pitch of the roof, if you have a big overhang and it's a steep pitch, yep. you may have six to nine feet of uh, ice and water barrier on your roof. That you're going to recommend. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's non-negotiable anymore. So you got to have no. that. What else? Uh, you have your underlayment. Okay. You have choices now. You know, there's the standard felt underlayment and they've come out with a breathable synthetic underlayment. Okay. Um, the, you know, the synthetic is breathable. So some people want that on their roof. A lot of that is was more designed for a new work where it's going to be left exposed because the felt paper, when it's left exposed for, you know, days on end, once it gets wet, it'll curl and buckle. Okay. The only way to get that down is to slice it. Now you defeat the purpose of the ice, you know, of the felt paper by having to cut it. So if it's going to be left exposed, you really prefer to go with the synthetic underlayment. Okay. It stays flat. It can be left exposed for up to six months. You know, it, that's a much better product for new work and things like that. More expensive though? Yes. Okay. So the, if, if you can get in there in, in one or two days and put shingles on it, there's no need to go with something like yeah, that. Yeah. And in our case, that's something that we pride ourselves on. We yep. don't open more than we can close in a day. Okay. We're not opening your roof when it's going to rain. You know, we don't do things like that. Yep. So we stick with the felt paper 90% of the time unless the customer requests the synthetic. Okay. But that's because we're going to close it up the same day. So there's, you know, no specific reason for the extra expense unless they request it. Okay. All right, so ice and water, uh, underlayment, what else? Oh, you have your flashings around, you know, your walls and chimneys, and, you know, your, you have your pipe boots that go around any pipe flashings. Those all get replaced as part of the job. You know, dryer vents or uh, bathroom vents have little boxes for those. Those all get replaced as part of the project as well. Are there different options there, or is it just kind of the standard? They're pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, you know, pipe boots, you know, a basic pipe boot, unless you get into copper work or things like that, where okay. it's a higher end job. Um, you know, your chimney flashings, they're basic aluminum flashings, but you'll re-ice and water barrier around the chimney first. Okay. All new aluminum flashings around that. And then we'll cut a new lead counter flashing into the chimney to counter flash everything and seal everything up. Okay. What else? What other decisions does the homeowner have to make? Um, not really a lot. You know, the basics for the homeowner is, uh, you know, basic colors. Okay. Uh, you know, ridge vents and things like that. That's standard for every job. It's required by code. Okay. So, you know, that's something they have a couple of different options and styles of ridge vent, but, you know, they're pretty standard. What, what's your preference? Would, what would you recommend when it comes to the ridge vents? We like the fiber ridge vents just because of, you know, driving rain and things like that. Some of the harder, more rigid ridge vents and a driving rain tend to allow, you know, some dripping into the attic space. And we found with the fiber styles, it's, you know, it prevents that a lot more. Uh, okay. Um, 
so we talked about the flashing around the chimney and everything. What about like the caps? You guys are up there. If you got a bad cap, is that something that you can do or is that something that you're going to just sub out and let a professional handle? Um, generally, we recommend them to uh, Mason to okay. come in. You know, generally, if the cap's bad, it's a good idea to repoint the chimney, redo the cap and, uh, you know, do that all together. Okay. That kind of goes back to the stick to the, you know, let the guys stick to what they're good at. Yep. Let a Mason take care of the chimney other than the flashing issues. We let them repoint, recap and they do that kind of stuff. All right. Um, when it comes to seasons for, for doing this type of work, is there, can you do this year round or can you only do it when it's, you know, a certain temperature? Or how, how you can install that? roofing year round. Um, it's not greatly recommended to do it when it's severely cold. The shingles are, you know, more brittle and sure. they tend to buckle and uh, not sit as flat as well as they won't seal until you get a nice warm day to actually seal the asphalt on the shingles. So if there's an emergency, you know, purpose, we will install them in the winter, but generally we stick to once we get a good snow and it's really cold out, I'll lay the guys off until spring and we'll just do emergency repair work in the winter okay. until the temperatures come back up and we can work safely again. Okay. Um, let's get back on the ventilation for a second. We talked about the ridge vent, which, you know, for those of you listeners who don't understand what that is, that's the, the vent that's going to go right across the top, uh, right at the ridge. If, if you're, uh, home doesn't currently have one, um, you could come in and cut one in and, and add a ridge vent. Um, what about other types of uh, ventilation, like soffit vents and stuff like that? If you get to a property, you realize that it's not properly vented, you know, is that what you're looking for? Or are you just going up and, and doing a roof and saying, hey, we'll add the ridge vent and, and off we go? No, we always point that out when I meet with the customers to, uh, to do the estimates. I'll, you know, point out if they need soffit ventilation or if it's questionable that they should add it, especially okay. this day and age. Now that they figured out so much about the ice damming issues that happen in the winter, that's, you know, everybody thinks it's their roof. Oh, my roof's leaking. You know, the water's coming from the roof. It's the roofer's problem. It really isn't. Ice dams are created because of poor insulation and ventilation issues. So if you, you know, if you need the insulation brought up, you know, I always recommend them to have an energy audit done or an insulation company come in and bring that up to code. The soffit ventilation is something that we can generally do. There's different styles. If they already have a vinyl soffit from vinyl siding, we can, you know, pop that down, drill out some holes in the, the rafter bays and get the soffit ventilation in and pop everything back into place. Or, you know, if they have wood siding, we can actually just drill holes and they make inserts that go into the holes that you drill. Okay. So gable vents, those are the thing of the past. You still doing those? Um, they're not as necessary. Um, now that you have, you know, that they know that you want the intake coming in from the bottom to keep the heat going out the top yep. there, it's not as necessary. I mean, it does help to keep the cross ventilation, but it's not a necessity anymore. Really? So just, so ridge vents, soffit vents, you, sh you should be in good shape. Yes. Okay. Um, how about we'll, uh, we're coming up against a break here. We'll try and get one more question in and let's talk geographic areas. Wh where are you guys, uh, service? Uh, we are licensed or certified depending on the state in yep. Mass, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. Okay. Mass and Connecticut, we do residential as well as commercial work. In Rhode Island, we're only uh, certified to do commercial. Okay. Uh, we did that specifically for a specific customer that we had in Connecticut that owned properties in Rhode Island. Okay. And, you know, he's referred us to a couple other people. So generally in Rhode Island, it's just commercial. Just commercial. Awesome. Um, ton of information we still got a lot more to get to at the second half here but we are coming up against the break um, if people have general roofing questions uh, they want to call you to to come get an estimate uh, they just want to ask questions what's the best way for them to find out a little bit more about all exteriors or get in touch with you guys uh, they can give us a call at 413-478-1536 
or they could email me at allexteriors1 at gmail.com. That phone number one more time? 413-478-1536. Awesome. Guys, um, as always, if uh, if you're looking to uh, get into the real estate game, whether it's buying, selling, investing, um, maybe you're thinking about getting your real estate license. Um, we actually run a uh, pre-licensing school as well. We'd love to hear from you. Um, or if you've got future topics for the show, um, absolutely feel free to give us a call. Um, you can reach our team at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Uh, we'd love to talk to you, um, come and give you a free market analysis on your property, um, talk to you about the buying process or talk to you about what it's like uh, to, to help others buy and sell. So um, again, we'll be right back with Jeremy Sawyer from All Exteriors. I'm Steve Ravithis, and I want to be your real estate resource. Hi, from North Point Mortgage, your local mortgage lender. We cater to first-time home buyers, offering a full range of loan programs, including USDA, VA, FHA, and mass housing. With state-of-the-art technology, we streamline the mortgage process for you. North Point has offices throughout New England, including West Springfield, Rocky Hill, and Sturbridge. Please contact Melissa Ostrander at 413-977-8155 or at mortgageswithmelissa.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Melissa Ostrander, MLS number 1396546, North Point, MLS 1515. Are you thinking about selling a piece of real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we would love to talk to you about how we can position your property to get top dollar. Our team of experts can help you make the appropriate repairs, stage the property, and make the property stand out online with professional photography and videography. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466 and talk to one of our listing specialists. Attention Massachusetts and Connecticut homeowners, 2019 is shaping up to be a fantastic real estate market. I'm Steve Ravithis, I run Ravithis Realty, and we focus on Western Massachusetts and Northern Connecticut. Let us help you sell and get top dollar while the market's still hot. Call us at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466. Who you choose to work with matters, and we want to be your real estate resource. Are you thinking about purchasing real estate in the next three to six months, but aren't sure where to get started? I'm Steve Ravithis. I run Ravithis Realty, and we love educating people about the home buying process. We want to be your real estate resource, from helping you find the properties to aligning you with the best local lenders, inspectors, and attorneys to facilitate your transaction. Please give us a call at 413-998-7466. That's 413-998-7466, and talk to one of our buyer specialists. Welcome back to your real estate resource. Today, we're talking roofs with Jeremy Sawyer from All Exteriors. Um, one of the things I want to get started back on the second half here is demolition. You know, I think that's an area where a lot of roofers uh, can kind of separate themselves from the rest. So talk to me about your process uh, during the demo and, and debris removal. Uh, we set up every house or, you know, business the same way we make sure that we hang tarps over the side of the building. So we're not marking up your siding, you know, masonry, anything like that. We'll put buckets and, uh, you know, setups over your bushes or shrubs to make sure that we don't damage anything. We lay out tarps on the ground to make sure that it catches 90% of the debris. And, uh, you know, our cleanup process, we have all different types and sizes of uh, magnets and cleanup, you know, materials to make sure that, you know, when we leave, it looks better than when we got there. You know, we don't want you finding nails or pieces of shingle. doesn't matter how big or small. 
we want everything cleaned up immaculately when we leave. So that's, you know, one thing that we pride ourselves on hearing from every customer. The cleanup, you know, was immaculate. We can't believe how well you did. We can't find anything anywhere. And it looks better than when you got here. Beautiful. That That's what you should be doing. So that's good to hear. And um, let's get back to the install then. So what types of roofs do you guys uh, install? I know there's a bunch of different options out there. What, what do you guys specialize in? Uh, we do a lot of shingle roofing. We do a lot of commercial flat roofing, the rubber membranes. Okay. Um, we've done some metal roofing, but very little, you know, due to price pointing. Okay. Um, Is but, there a certain brand of shingle or, or membrane that you guys kind of lean towards? Or We 99% of the time use the GAF uh, roof shingles. Okay. Um, they're one of the highest rated shingles on the market and warranty wise, they're, you know, they're top notch. They're every customer that does a full job with us. We give them a 50-year non-prorated warranty, which covers materials, labor, and disposal, which is huge. You know, most, you know, shingle manufacturers, their warranties prorate after, you know, 10 years or more. And, you know, that's all you get. With us, you know, it comes directly from GAF. It's it's laid out. I mean, there's a couple items like staining and things like that that are covered a little less time. Yep. But overall, your roof system is guaranteed material labor and disposal for 50 years. Wow. Yeah, I'm used to hearing 30 years. So 50, this is a 50-year roof shingle. Um, and that means, you know, at year 48, I should be getting the same, you know, uh, protection on, on my plywood underneath that I was getting on year one. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good warranty. Um how about just a little bit, you talked about the the, the differences in the, in the types, um, you know, so let's talk a little bit about slate, shingle, metal, um, and why somebody might pick the different ones that are out there. You know, maybe uh, architectural shingle isn't the right fit for somebody. So just talk about the differences and, and when they might be a good fit. Yeah, I mean, slate and metal roofs do last a long time, but their price points are a lot higher than shingles. And, you know, back in the day, shingles didn't have the greatest warranty, so, you know, People were looking for that lifetime roof, so they would go with a slate or a metal roof, you know, for that purpose. Um, this day and age with the warranties changing and coming back around, you know, just, you know, metal to shingles alone, metal is generally two and a half times the price of a shingle roof. Okay. So if you have unlimited funds and you just want a metal roof, then that's great if you can afford it. But for the average homeowner, price is always an issue. So, you know, if you can get a great warranty for, you know, a cheaper price, that's what they're looking for. All right. Um, how about colors? Does it matter the color and the, you know, is a darker shingle going to heat up more? Or, I don't know. Talk to me about it. It really but... depends on your area. If you have a lot of, you know, trees around your house, you want to stick with a darker color just because, you know, there's a lot more copper content in the shingles these days that eliminate a lot of the staining, but nothing's, you know, a perfect science. And if you have trees hanging over your house and you're constantly shaded, you're more likely to have staining issues and problems. And especially if you went with a, a light colored shingle, it's going to show up a lot quicker compared to a, you know, a dark gray or a black shingle that it wouldn't show on. Okay. Um, we haven't talked much on uh, pricing yet, right? So I know uh, roofers are typically pricing by the square. Yes. Uh, maybe just talk a little bit about pricing and how somebody at home, they're thinking about what's a new roof going to run me. How could you give some quick numbers around that? Um, it, there's so many different variables to it, you know, how steep your roof is, how cut up it is, you know, what the, what your yard is like, you know, what the cleanup is like. Yep. I mean, there are basic per square foot prices for a basic home. Yep. Uh, but you know, generally there are a lot of variables that can change that depending on also what you have, you know, for flashing details and things like that. 
So, you know, we don't, we don't generally do like cookie cutter pricing. Yeah. It's always this price. We try to make it fair to every customer. If you have a straight ranch, it's obviously going to be a lot cheaper than a three store story apartment building with dormers and things all over the place. Yep. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, like I said, it is, it is kind of different for each place depending on your scenarios. Okay. Um, anything that uh, somebody can do to maximize the longevity of, of the roof once you put it on there? Uh, make sure that you, you know, keep the roof clean as much as possible. If you have a lot of trees overhanging, you don't want to leave pine needles and leaves and things like that in your valleys. You don't want to let your gutters clog up and, you know, backflow things into your overhangs. Um, but generally there's not really a lot that you have to do. Fair enough. How about, um, let's talk some stuff that's specific to New England and, and the different snow loads that we get. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is areas of the roof that might continually get ice buildup, right? Um, there is an option to put heat cables on there. What are your thoughts on, on heat cables and should people be using them? Um, you know, it goes back to the, uh, the insulation and ventilation. In most cases, if you have the proper insulation and ventilation, you shouldn't have a major problem. But, you know, engineers love to design things where multiple roof lines come down into one small area. In those scenarios, the heat cables are your best option to keep everything flowing. Anytime you get any kind of backup, whether it's snow, ice, or otherwise, that doesn't allow the water to keep moving, there is potential for backup. So it is a great idea. But I warn customers all the time, you know, the Home Depot special wires are, you know, they're great for a short period of time, but they don't last long and they're, they're not as efficient. If you get a commercial cable installed by an electrician, it's wired to a switch, it's more efficient, and it lasts a lot longer. And how do those work exactly? Like, I know a snowstorm's coming, and I'm just going to flip my switch on half an hour before the, the snow starts coming down? Or? Yeah, generally before the snow starts falling, you, you kick them on, and yep. then once you know, the, you know the snow's gone and you can see that area is nice and clear, yep. you can shut them back off and save yourself some money. Okay. Um, they do have some that are on sensors where depending on temperature or, you know, moisture, yep. they can turn on and off that way as well. Okay. But your most cost effective is to put it on a switch and you regulate when you need it and when you don't. Um, the other common thing that I, that I hear uh, when we get a big snow load is I'll start to hear the commercials for the roof rakes. And you see people out there, you know, raking the first five feet um, uh, of their roofs. Is that something that's necessary that you'd recommend? What should people be doing there? Um, if you do have issues with ice damming, it yep. is always a great idea. Yep. I always warn people not to go over three feet because God forbid, if you do have major ice dam problems, it can travel up the roof and you don't want to get it to the point where you can't reach it if it does form again. Okay. So, you know, generally clearing about three feet is ideal if you have problems. Um, just, you know, I always caution people as well. Don't slam your roof rake down onto your roof. You'll cause more damage than you do good. You catch the corner of the roof rake, you know, directly onto a shingle or into a valley, you will, you know, break off pieces, poke holes, which will be problematic long term. Now in the spring, you'll be doing repairs if it waits that long. If you poke a hole and it's winter, there's a good likelihood you're going to need emergency repairs in the winter because of damage like that. I'm, I'm but, assuming that's something that you guys do, tarping, emergency repairs, snow, you know, tree falls, and, and I got a hole in my roof. Absolutely. Get, yeah. It's not just new roof install. Correct. Okay. Um, any other things that like add-ons that people can add to the roof or should be thinking about that they can do to the roof, anything like that, that you can think of? Not specifically. I mean, yeah. short of the heat cable systems or, you know, getting elaborate and wanting, you know, copper edge metals or copper flashings and things like that. Yep. I mean, I hate to say a roof is a roof, but in that sense, 
there's not a lot of decorative items. You could put ice panels and things like that if you, you know, you have the proper insulation and ventilation and you still have issues. But even those are kind of phased out these days where you don't see them that often anymore. Any worries uh, with these solar companies that are coming around and putting panels on people's roofs? And There are, depending on the mounting system they're using, some of the mounting brackets that some of these guys use are, you know, direct screw right through your shingles. Whereas, you know, a lot of them are using the more elaborate system where they have a flashing pan and they're shingled around, ice buried around. Those are a much better system, but it is always something you want to caution people to because once those solar panels are on, the only way to do repairs is to remove them after. And depending on the contracts, you know, sometimes the homeowner is responsible for that cost if it happens. So you do really want to make sure that you investigate what type of system they're using, what mounting system they're using on your roof and consult with your roofer as well to make sure that you're getting the right system the first time because it's very expensive to uh, to take it all off and have to put it back when there's a problem. Uh, besides roofing, are there any other services that uh, that you guys are providing or is you know really just focused on roof? We still do some siding, windows, doors, you know, things like that. But at this point, we're phasing it out somewhat. We do it for previous customers more so than new customers at this point. Just because roofing has taken off so much for us, we're, you know, very busy with the roofing. And it's hard to, you know, to take yourself off of a job for a week or two and go and do a siding job now when you're that booked up with roofing. But we still do, you know, do it on occasion. Um, It just we're phasing it out a little more and more with how busy we are with the roofing. And um, why don't we end with biggest misconception about your industry? What would you say? That anyone can do it. Yeah. You know, some people think a roof is simple. You can slap it on. If, you know, if you don't put the proper underlayments and you don't install everything properly, nail your shingles on the line where they, you know, where they need to be nailed, your roof's not going to last. It's the bottom line. Everything has to be installed properly for you to get the lifespan out of that roof. And, you know, a lot of guys think, I just want cheapest price. Yep. Well, cheapest price, you know, we just did one this week. Four-year-old roof we were replacing because it was installed horribly, and the, it leaked like a strainer. Yeah. No matter how many times we tried to fix things, there were more and more, and we, you know, Literally the guy's decided. only option was just replace Re- it. He was sick of dealing with it. He was sick of throwing out money constantly. So we replaced his roof and put on a new one that won't leak for him. Yeah. So you mean the the original roofer didn't come back and fix it for him? No, that's that's what happens when you get the uninsured fly by night companies or the you know the yeah. guy. I can do that on the side. I you know I'm a roofer. Yeah, you know it it saves money up front, but long term it costs you a fortune. Awesome, Jeremy. Thanks so much. Ton of great information. Uh, people looking for a quote on the roof. They just have questions about the roof. What's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Uh, either our phone number is four one three four seven eight one five three six. Once again, four one three four seven eight one five three six. Or you can contact us via email, allexteriors1 at gmail.com. Or you can actually contact us through our website as well, allexteriors1.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. As always, if you have real estate-related questions, looking to buy, sell, invest in real estate, give us a buzz, 413-998-7466, 413-998-7466. I'm Steve Ravithis, and I want to be your real estate resource.